So why is it important to identify genetic epilepsies and other epilepsies that children have? How are genetic epilepsies currently treated and what are the new cures on the way? Well, let's find out with Dr. James Wheelis, Director of the Comprehensive Epilepsy Program and Neuroscience Institute at La Bonner Children's Hospital. This is the Peds Pod by La Bonner Children's Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Dr. Wheelis, thank you so much for your time. It's always great to talk with you. So let's start with this. Why is it important to identify genetic epilepsies and other epilepsies that children have? Yeah, one of the things historically is we've treated all children with epilepsy, no matter what their cause was, with the same medications, the same treatments. In the modern era, what we've come to realize is that we should tailor our treatments to the cause of the child's epilepsy when we know that. And for some, that could be a real game changer. So more of a targeted, specific way to treat it. Exactly. So then how can parents find out if their child has a genetic epilepsy? When we think of genetic epilepsy, maybe some people do like, who's your mother? Who's your father? We're thinking of, are there passed down traits that run in the family or new traits that show up in the child? that are causing the epilepsy. Individually, these are rare, but there's hundreds of those now that we've discovered. So collectively, they make up a good chunk of the children we see, especially preschool age. Most of these are diagnosed based on a simple blood test and some even now done on a saliva or spit test. So then when it comes to treatment, Dr. Wheelis, how are genetic epilepsies currently treated? When we treat epilepsies that have a genetic basis, historically, we've kind of borrowed, if you will, or used medicines that have been approved for the same seizure type, but in folks with other causes of their epilepsy. So we kind of said, gosh, it works for the seizure type, even though you have a different cause, we'll just use it over here for your child. In the modern era, what we started to do is do treatment trials that only include children with certain types of genetic epilepsy. So we've been able to start to look at very specific drugs that work for them. Now, some of those may also work for other causes, but we've actually had the first trials ever in the last few years where we've just looked at only certain genetic causes and said, we're just going to see how well this drug works for your child. So prior to this research work and drug trials, how were epilepsies treated? Prior to that, we were using the same medicines we'd use for everybody else. We just were thinking, gosh, if they work, if you had head trauma as your cause of your seizures, maybe they'll work if you have a genetic cause, you have the same seizure type. So we were kind of borrowing medicines that we already used to treat seizures, but we weren't really saying, do they work better or are there better ones to use if you have a genetic cause of your epilepsy? Right. So are there new cures coming down the pipe for epilepsies? Yeah, so for our genetic epilepsies, I mean, one, it was a huge shift just to say we should look at medicines to see if there are certain ones that work better for them to treat their seizures. But then a real change in our thinking as physicians came about because we said, well, wait a minute. They have an underlying genetic cause that's affecting kind of chemistry in the brain. That causes the seizures. And we're just looking at a treatment for the seizures, so we're kind of putting a Band-Aid on it, if you will. Why don't we maybe back up and say, can we fix the underlying genetic neurochemical change in the brain? Because if we fix that, then we don't have to worry about the downstream seizures. They won't be there. So for the first time ever, this is a really big paradigm shift. We're saying, let's treat the underlying genetic cause and not just the symptom, the seizure. Right. So kind of attacking the root cause of it. 
So then, how is Laboner involved in protocols for these new drugs? So Laboner has been at the forefront, if you will, of looking at new drugs for decades now in children with epilepsy. And as these genetic trials began, we're looking at actually using different kind of treatments to modify kind of the genetic code of that child to normalize it, if you want to think that way, to where they won't have the seizures. We're actually one of the handful of sites in the country that is involved at the very front end that will be looking at these new treatments. They're not traditional anti-seizure medications. These are very different. They're meant to correct the genetic change that that child has and restore normal neurochemical function in the brain. If we do that, then the seizures should go away. Wow, this is fascinating. So can you give us a real-life example of a common genetic epilepsy and how we treat this now and then how this may change when we're able to treat the genetic cause or the root, as you're calling it? Yeah, so one of the ones that we see, and these are all rare, is one called Dravet syndrome. It's a horrible problem for the families and for these children. Their development's on track. They then develop seizures provoked by fever that are convulsive. Then other convulsive seizures just start happening on their own without fever. And then to kind of add insult to injury, their development starts to tank and they actually start to lose milestones. Historically, we've just had to treat their convulsive seizures as best we could with medicines. So we're starting with genetically based therapies to kind of say, we want to try and fix the underlying genetic cause of these seizures in these children. But if we fix that, hopefully we'll also rescue the developmental changes they've had too and keep those from spiraling downhill in a negative way as well. Right. And on top of that, Laboner is forming a neuroscience research consortium with St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. So what are the goals of this new consortium, and can you tell us why it was formed? The thinking was that in this consortium and kind of setting it up is to use the model that we've had with treating tumors in children that St. Jude really launched back in the 1960s. The idea that we would start with best therapy, see how children did, and then we'd keep modifying that, keep improving it at every step. Now we're using it in epilepsy. So we know these are rare epilepsies about combining St. Jude's background and what they bring to the table with their resources, their faculty, their innovations in science with our clinical team that has been doing research and treatment of these epilepsies for decades and saying, we want to do the same thing. We want to be the site that's the first in the country that's able to offer children some of these unique therapies because of our combined resources. And then once we get them doing better, then we'll say, okay, what's the next thing to add to that? Where's the next step? We want to keep ratcheting it up and move this quicker, if you will, to where we're answering these questions and getting these children doing better quicker, much like they did in the treatment of tumors. Yeah, this is very encouraging news, not only for children with epilepsy, but for parents as well. I know this is comforting information. Dr. Willis, this has really been informative. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Bill. That's Dr. James Wheelis, and learn more about Laboner's Neuroscience Institute at labonner.org slash neuroscience. And be sure to subscribe to the Peds Pod and Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also check out labonner.org slash podcast to view our full podcast library. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. This is the Peds Pod by Laboner Children's Hospital. Thanks for listening.